Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be finally talking Married at First Sight. I know this is almost a week late by the time you're hearing this, but yeah. Um, we just have some hot gods. Selling Sunset is coming very soon, and with that, we do have confirmation that Brie will be returning for um, the next season. Um, even though we were unsure if she would, would, would return, um, she's definitely returning. Heather Rael Musa, I think with no surprise, is not returning. Um, she said while being interviewed by E.T., that quote, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I'm not going to say anything. I don't know what to tell, though. I'm not in the know, but I'm not returning to season eight. And I think, again, that's not surprising just because she does have her own show now with Tarek. So I think, like, yeah, it is what it is. That's no surprise. But nonetheless, that's it for that. The next one we're going to talk about, um, we do have another Love is Blind baby on the way, and that is between Alexa and Brennan from season three. Alexa actually had mentioned that they had been trying for almost a year and a half um, with no success. They had actually gone through fertility treatments and nothing seemed to work. She was really nervous um, that they weren't going to be able to have kids, but they did. And I do actually have a picture of her with her little baby pump, so I will post that to the socials. Um, but she actually said that they actually had an appointment for in vitro, and um, that's when she discovered she was pregnant in November. So, no need. <laughs> um. Another thing that I have, I do have, um, so I will have another Love is Blind hot goss that I'm going to save for another episode, just because it's a little more involved, so we'll hold on to that one. But I uh, do have a Bachelor-themed one here. Gary has talked about the status of his, well, now friendship with Leslie, and he said that, um, Quote, we were able to hug and say, okay, what has happened is in the past and so forth. That's what Gary said. Um, and um, Gary didn't mention that him and Teresa did talk prior to the wedding on whether or not to invite Leslie. Teresa wanted to right off the bat. Um, but I guess it was kind of, I don't know, on Gary, I guess. But he says they're fine, so it's great. Next, Love is Blind themed, Marshall from season three, right? Is it season three or season four? Season four, because we're going to season six, so season four. So Marshall is season four, is engaged to his girlfriend, Shay Barnes, who we did briefly see during After the Altar. So that's happened. Um, he announced that he had popped the question 
on December 12th with a touching Instagram post showing off Shay's glittering engagement ring. Um, there are photos out there. I haven't seen them, um, with her showing off, um, but sorry, with Shay's delighted expression during the proposal with the Seattle skyline in the background. So there are photos. I just, I personally haven't seen them, but anyways, of course, the season four love is blind crew did come forth to congratulate Marshall bliss actually said so happy for you to all of the blessings. And of course, Brett has made a comment saying man couldn't be happier for the two of you. Congrats and beautiful pics. Just make sure on the wedding day, you got a good tailor. Hardy har har. If you don't remember, Brett had a suit that wasn't quite tailored to him. So that's where the joke is. But he says, congrats again, brother. And that's kind of that. So congratulations to Marshall. I'm happy that he has found happiness with a woman who um, deserves his happiness, deserves him. And, and yeah, because uh, I'm not trying to say that Jackie didn't deserve that type of happiness, but she wasn't ready for it. So that's that. So that's it for Hawk Goss. Of course, I do have more, but that will be saved for another episode. So let's jump into the reason that we are here. Season 17. Metaverse, by the way, season 17, episode 14. New Groom Who Dis. So this is very heavily focused on the wedding. I think all but the first scene is all wedding focused. So there's only so much I can talk about it with the wedding. Um, there are some interesting things at the end, but this is going to be a shorter episode. So we quickly see that Becca and Austin are off to Philly. She says she loves grandmas. So yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're focused now on the wedding. And Michael says he's not really worried about today. Unless her friends and family look weird when they see him, then he might feel a little off. But unless that happens, he's going to be good. He said that, you know, obviously, like I've mentioned, everyone will be there to support him except for Becca and Austin. So Chloe is here now. We see her. She says, I hope he likes old dogs. (laughs) He would like to travel the world with her but also wants to experience those small things like going to the grocery store, you know, whatever. Like he just wants to experience everything. And she says that her perfectionism, is that even a word? Um, has held her back um, from making decisions. So she's ready to let all that go. Apparently there is, um, a photo that she's taken while I think they were in Vegas of an empty chair for which her partner needs to fill. So Michael fill the chair. (laughs) So this time Michael is going to go all out on what he's going to wear. He said he held back last time. He's not going to do that. Um, So he's wearing this pink pattern suit. I actually think it looked really good on him. He looked it, it looked really good because it was like this, mm, a little darker than blush. For those who didn't watch the episode, it was a little darker than blush, but it, it was, it, it suited him. I liked it. 
Um, he describes what he's wearing as loud. <laughs> then um, here comes Orion and Brennan. Our map's Brennan, because I did mention I was playing Brennan, so... Yeah. <laughs> and um, Michael wants to know, what is it like after the ceremony? And I'm thinking, these are the two worst men to be asking this question to. Not to say that Austin is any better per se, but he's definitely light years ahead of these two. Orion is separated from Laura, Lauren, for, I can't remember her name now that she's off the show, but well, not frequently on the show. And, um, Brennan doesn't try. <laughs> like, the worst meant to ask this question, too, but anyway, um, Orion is feeling kind of weird about seeing Laura today, obviously. So, Chloe is wearing running shoes. She's actually wearing, um, Converse shoes. Kind of I actually like the colors. Kind of, it's kind of like, kind of think of it. I think the shoe color was very close to what um, Michael's suit was. Like it was a little different, but it was kind of close. I'm trying to remember, but similar to that. It's it was actually kind of refreshing because I kind of had this feeling that she would be the kind of woman who would wear heels. Um. So it was kind of refreshing to see that, nah, I'm rocking these Converse. Like, I kind of like that. So, um, and she looks actually really incredible in her dress because I remember kind of saying in the previous episode where we saw her wanting dress shopping that I didn't like the dress on her, but clearly the dress needed to be tailored to her because she looked incredible. Everything fit perfectly hugged her in all the right ways. It was perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> so, the one thing I do need to say here, I, again, I don't want to talk badly about how people look, but one of her bridesmaids, and I think you might know who I'm talking about as I describe, did not, the dress that she was wearing, I think they were all the same dresses, but the dress she was wearing looked... She looked good in it, honestly, except for the boob area. Her boobs were spilling all the way out of this dress. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm all about putting the focus on the girls to some extent. But there needs to be this flattering way of doing it. And this was not flattering. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, I feel like she's going to have a wardrobe malfunction at any point. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't look great. She was very supportive to Chloe when needed, but it, it just didn't, didn't look good. That's my, where I'm at. But, um, it's gift time. And he gave her a gold necklace with a diamond. It's very simple. And she loved it. And um, she gave him cufflinks that he insists, even if they didn't match, he would be wearing them. So he puts them on. The nerves of her are definitely starting to set in. 
And she blames her perfectionism as to why it's kind of getting like that. So here's what I'm going to say. I feel like it's, she's mixing being a perfectionist with anxiety because with anxiety, you do feel like you have to have that control over everything in your life. And when you don't have that control is when you have that anxiety attack. So that's what I feel like it is. It's not so much her being a perfectionist, which I think can definitely happen, but you can be a quote unquote control freak or have anxiety that makes you that way um, and not be a perfectionist. So we don't know enough about her, but to me, it felt like you're anxious, which is totally normal in these circumstances. But if you're already an anxious person in a situation like this, I mean, this was a recipe for disaster, but nonetheless, her mom will be walking her down the aisle. Her dad will unfortunately not be there because he does have some health issues that um, is, I guess, preventing him from being there. She does not elaborate. It's not her business, Um, but... Her mom seems so supportive in this moment. Like she seems all for this craziness. I mean, I guess if you feel like your daughter should be married, she's 39 years old. You're like, I'll take anything. (laughs) So, but here we go. And, and, you know, he's going in saying hi to everybody. Everyone seems to be really reacting to him really well. And then we see her coming and as soon as she sees him, she says, hi. And it's just, you kind of know that it's going to be at least the bare minimum. They like what they see. And so when she's there and they're kind of doing like those speeches in the beginning, her maid of honor basically says she's got it all. And I might have gotten this wrong, but I wanted to capture the last part of it. Her maid of honor says that she has it all. The brains, the looks and the boobies. <laughs> and he says, well, I'm trying not to look. <laughs> Let's just focus on the boobies. But anyway, um, for him, his friends and family want her to know that um, she might have some issues fitting her clothes in his closet because, well, my is who he is. But he is also an animal lover, which they obviously connect on. They say their I do's, they exchange the rings, and they are now married. And you might kiss the bride, and he does get consent to kiss her, and she says, yes. She basically says, like, short of hell yes, she's all about it. And they kiss. And she says she's attracted to her husband, and that's great. I think he is definitely... um attracted to her. So we're doing good. So they're on their own now, going to get to know each other. And he tells her, you know, we do have other couples here to support. Well, he says, I think he says us, probably him. Um, and then he, this is where he tells her about the runaway bride. This, this is the second attempt at it. He just wants her to know that she's not getting a broken man. 
and she handles this very well because she she does say like everything is meant to be or is everything's meant to happen the way it's supposed to happen and she's being very supportive here and she does admit if she knew before she might not have done this so who knew the experts got it right so now we're with the group and um they're kind of just standing around guess waiting to meet chloe and talk to michael but emily for some weird reason is kind of like her name sounds fun and then it says there are five fields of vanilla what do you what first of all ma'am at least they have a five that is vanilla. You have a five that is null and void. Like, I, I'm confused. I am so confused. And this is the problem that I have with Emily that I found even from the beginning. Like, I always say I feel for her, for what she's dealing with. Brennan's an asshole. And she deserves better than this man. But Emily's a dummy. She comes off as dumb, and I don't think she is. But when she says things like this, I'm like, you sound stupid and you're not. So don't dumb yourself down or, or even so much in this case, talk about a couple who just met. They just met. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to pull off some Christian Grey and what's her face? What's her name? (laughs) Shit. Anna. There we go. Anastasia, whatever. Um, is that what you want them to pull? Some BDSM shit, some SNM. Like, I'm confused. Like, I'm so confused by what she's trying to get at. Like, you look at me and my relationship, you think we're vanilla too. We're not. <laughs> not all the time. But, like, that, that was just a stupid comment because I think any couple will present themselves as vanilla in front of other people. But when you're talking about a couple who has literally just met an hour ago like what do you expect it's such it was such a weird comment and then like all of a sudden she's just like hi oh my god you're a wine girl i'm a wine girl too like it was kind of fake and I'm like oh, okay anyway Clara's, Clara, chloe is meeting them now laura tells her you are supposed to be here you just didn't know it yet because she does say to them like feel like, you know, why did the experts pick me right off the bat? Like, what was it about Runaway Bride that, you know, made them pick her over me? And that's why Laura says, or Lauren, I'm so sorry, but that's why she says, why feel like, basically she's not saying why I feel like that, because she's going to, you know, she wants to validate her, but she says, you were meant to be here. You just didn't know you were meant to be here, but it was always meant to be this way. And that's, that's it. Um, but she does say that her nerves are now settled. And, um, Michael does then meet his new mother-in-law. So, and she seems to really love him. So we're, we're doing good. Then we see Laura and Orion talking. We're now in like the reception part of things. And she basically wants them to know that she doesn't have any lingering animosity towards him. Laura has realized that her reaction when it came to the divorce and when she kind of like screamed and like ripped her ring off and whatever, 
she realizes now that it was kind of a trauma response from her past two relationships. She's like, I may not have childhood trauma, but I have relationship trauma, which I think that is, that is the case. I think not for everybody, but for most people, I had a pretty good childhood myself and anything that I've experienced that has maybe created the anxiety in me that I never had before came from relationship traumas, not my childhood. And sometimes it makes me feel like the experiences that I've had aren't as important maybe as others. So I'm happy she's doing the work and that she realizes that, you know, trauma is trauma, no matter what the trauma is. And um, it can shape a person for sure. Because I do kind of, from my perspective, if it weren't for the things that I dealt with, and just to kind of add context, I had, you know, someone in my ex's life, we'll leave it there, really harass me, have other people harassing me to the point where I had to get police involved. And it was a very traumatic point in life. So that's why it's like, it's more of a PSA at this point, because it's not what she was saying, but it doesn't matter what your traumas are. Trauma is trauma. And if you need the help, you need to seek the help to work through those things. And you do start to kind of realize, oh, this is why I am the way I am, or this is why I react the way I do, or whatever. So good for her for going and, and doing the work that uh, needed to be done. So he also says that maybe the reason he had issue with having like her raising her voice or having arguments is because he kind of stems it from you know, a man being raised by women and seeing these women be disrespected by other people or other men. Um, and it maybe just shaped how he handles things in his relationships. So again, very insightful. And he does ask her, can I have a hug? And they do. So, yeah. Um, Chloe does wonder, why she, again, wasn't picked. She kind of brings this up again. But again, everything happens for a reason and everything happens the way it's supposed to, which, you know, Laura told her that. She said that earlier and she, I guess she's just trying to reassure herself. And uh, Brennan tells Michael, your journey is your journey. Don't look at my journey. Please don't look at his journey. Don't look at Orion's journey. Again, please don't. Don't look at Cameron's. Don't do that. Um, you can kind of like, you know, but like, I think the biggest thing that Brendan's trying to say is like, don't look at everyone else's journeys and kind of tick off a, a list, you know? It is your journey. There is no right or wrong. Um, and just, yeah. So then Michael is cutting the cake. And some of it actually falls on her dress. I think it's like fondant or something. And it falls on her dress. And she basically puts her hand up and says, lick it off. So he licks it off. So, <laughs> And Claire's feeling 
super strange right now being in this venue without Cameron. So she actually does call him, but he doesn't answer. So she leaves a voicemail. Um, kind of saying like, oh, I miss you. I wish you were here and hope you're doing good. And you can call me back. Don't think urgent, but like, you know, and, um, and then we see Michael talking with her peeps and Chloe is talking with his. And this is where the, this, this is where they ask if he wants to have kids or sorry, I think, sorry, I think I got that wrong. If they ask if she wants kids and she says, no, she does not want kids. She does say though that she would like to foster or maybe adopt because her thing is that there are a lot of buns that were in other people's ovens. She just want to put one in hers when she can raise and take care of one from someone else's. So then her friends and family ask him, do you want children? And he says he doesn't have a personal desire to have kids of his own, but if she wanted to, then he would definitely be down to do that. And they're loving this because we're like, this is perfect. So like, how do you feel about fostering or adopting? And he says, 100% he would be down for that. These two are perfect. I do have to ask the question that she's been asking. Why didn't the experts pick her first? They're perfect for each other. But based on this alone, their, their vision align. Their visions align. Because again, like children is a very tough topic. If one wanted to have their own, but the other one didn't, that, that, that would have been the end of it. But they're, they're aligning on that. It's great. I love it. So Emily feels awkward being at their wedding venue and she's telling him this. Um, and, um, Brennan does kind of say, well, you know, I'm excited for their honeymoon. She's like, why? <laughs> He's like, yeah, anyway, she, he kind of says something like having the honeymoon stage doesn't necessarily mean like it's the end of everything. And well, based on their journey, it would be the end of everything anyway. So she's drunk and she wants to dance. Um, and then she drops a wine glass or something similar to that. And he says he's done for tonight. So here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if he had seen something similar before, but if he is seeing the side of her and he's not that kind of person, this kind of turns him off, whatever. This could be why they're having issues. The only thing is you got to tell her that you don't just have the issues, but then not tell her what your issues are. It's, yeah, the childish on his part, but anyways. So we are getting sparklers for them to um, end the wedding for their walkout. And she says, I'm on cloud 12, way past nine. Anyway, he uh, she needs to get out of this dress now. They're at the the wedding suite or whatever, the honeymoon suite. And, um, she wants to get out of this dress, so he helps her get out of this dress, and she's like, well, I think I can get out of this the way it is. And he's like, okay, but if you need me to help with more, I, I'm your guy. <laughs> they are vibing. Um, and she's 
ready to cuddle. And she feels they are further ahead than she expected. And I want to say, girl, you are further ahead than most of these couples. <laughs> but that is it. Again, like I said, that was going to be a short episode because it was just wedding focused. But next time on, Austin needs more time with the intimacy. So I guess they didn't have sex. But anyways, Brennan is um is being an ass per usual and everyone in her life is basically telling her to run at this point i don't understand why she needs to be told this like this is ridiculous like i think claire actually tells her he's silencing you and he is he's definitely silencing her anyways then we see chloe kind of realizing that reality is going to hit and she doesn't know if she can do this now, I do think this is them kind of fucking with us. I think it's not negative. Um, but I do think she's thinking, oh my God, reality's about to hit. And like things aren't going to be like this going forward. So I think that's understandable. We've seen that before. But yeah, that is it for Married at First Sight for... Well, technically last week. So if you like what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Again, we're on every different podcast app that you desire to use. Um, we're also on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to Facebook or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2, Instagram, Threads, Twitter, TikTok at Reality Tea Times 2 Pod. You can email us at Reality Tea Times 2 at Hotmail.com. We have a website at solo.to forward slash Reality Tea Times 2. Don't forget, I also have another podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we have conversations and discussions about just about everything. And you can find us at our, our website, area at solo.to forward slash Next Take Podcast, YouTube at Next Take Podcast. But that's basically it again don't forget if you rate and review us on either apple Podcasts or spotify and the five star rating i will rate that on the podcast but that is it for now thanks guys bye